So I'm Pastor Jennifer. I'm the kids pastor. And I am Kayla and I'm the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And we get the pleasure of, of teaching your kids, bonding yeah. with your kids, connecting with your kids. Yeah. It's, it's good. Dream we love to. Yeah. Yes. We Dream jobs. We get to do the best stuff ever. Yeah. So we're awesome. <laughs> we're blessed. Uh, before I start, we're gonna, before we start, we're going to pray real quick and then we'll dive right in. Yeah. Sounds good. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in these kids' lives. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Lord, for their, their heart to serve. I thank you, Lord, that, they're, that you're moving in, in their lives and you're moving in the hearts and the minds of the people here, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord, that Kayla and I are going to bring a word tonight that's going to speak to the hearts and minds of, of everyone in here, Lord God. And uh, again, Lord, I thank you for a blessing over this service mm-hmm. and um, ask Lord that you be with us. Holy Spirit, use us in a mighty way tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. okay, so before we get like started, started into it, I'm going to share a scenario. Yes. That I think that we could probably all relate to. Hopefully I'm not the only one no, who this not. has happened to. So whether you're a kid, teenager, adult, I feel like this is something that you have experienced. So not too long ago, it was late at night, I could not sleep. So what else do you do late at night when you cannot sleep? You are probably scrolling through Facebook, reading a book, maybe you are just laying on your pillow and begging the Lord, just please let me sleep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was yeah. in that situation, I could not sleep, it was late at night, and then all of a sudden, I hear a noise come from the kitchen. Oh, man. Okay. Mm-mm. And I, my brain is starting to go flight or fight. Mm. I am like, I am trying to plan in my head. Am I going to pull the sheets over my head and pray that whatever is in my house doesn't see the lump in the bed yes. and see me? Or am I going to go to my closet and see what, what can I make a weapon? Yeah. yeah. A belt, my husband's work boots, yeah. whatever it is. I am trying to figure out what I'm doing, but in like real life, I'm going to wake up my husband and tell him to go check to see what is in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes, I feel like that has happened to me a few times since I was a child. I don't know. Anyways, in that moment, I was struck with fear. Yeah. Like, it was real. real I was fear. scared. I'm like, cool, cool, look in the kitchen and see what is here. <laughs> and I'm, I just, I'm either getting ready to fight or hide. And I live in a really tiny house. There's no place to hide. Yep. And so what we often realize if you've been in that situation before is it was probably the ice machine and the refrigerator because it for some reason refrigerators only like to make ice at 2 a.m in the morning (laughs) and so my point is with that is in that moment I genuinely felt fear I was like there is some being some person breaking into my house but in reality it was an ice maker So my feelings was real. Oh yeah. I was genuinely scared, but the the story I was making up in my head was not true. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight Mm -hmm. is feelings are not facts. They're not always facts. And I love what Pastor Dwayne said um, a couple weeks ago is he says, your feelings are real, but they're not always true. Can I get an amen? Amen. Like praise you, Jesus, that... My feelings are not real. When I am angry, I am not an angry person. When I am sad, I am not a sad person. When I feel like I am not enough or I feel unvalued, I know that I am valued. I am not what my feelings 
say that I am. Right. And so that's what we're gonna chat about tonight is to not be led by our feelings. Because mm-hmm. how many of you know that when we're led by the Holy Spirit, and then when we're led by our feelings, we get two different outcomes. Absolutely. And I want the Holy Spirit outcome. I want to be led by him. And so our feelings, though they are so real, they are not trustworthy yeah. to follow. We cannot trust them to follow. Yes, yeah. And then also when we're, when we're unsure of our identity, like you were saying, yeah. the, those feelings can take off with us very easily. Yes, and I love what Pastor DeWayne has mentioned a couple times, even recently, is we see so much of our culture today identify with whatever right. feeling we feel. And that is just not the case. Yes, we don't identify with mm-hmm. that. We are we should sons not, and daughters of Jesus. So, yep. Yeah, so you were mentioning some feelings, some fear, worry, rejection, anger, and how we don't identify with those. If mm-hmm. I'm angry, that doesn't mean I'm an angry person. If I'm sad, that doesn't mean I'm a sad person. Mm-hmm. I don't identify with that. And uh, one of the things I want to clarify is God created feelings. Feelings are okay. They're okay. We're going to have feelings. Um, it's okay. But when we start to feel those negative feelings that kind of just take us out of control and yeah. just kind of yep. go on a roller coaster, that's when he wants us to come to him yep. with those bring feelings. Bring them all to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring them all that's to him. That's good. Yeah. Um, so our new, our new identity in Christ gives us a new way to look at ourselves and the feelings that we're feeling. Um, and it's extremely important that Kayla and I make it very clear to the students that we're gonna give you a couple of ways, a few ways to fight those feelings. It's not, it's not something that we want to just leave hanging. We want you guys to have tools that, that you can take with you and say, listen, I'm gonna use these to fight those feelings. Mm-hmm. So. so Kayla, what's one way? So one way, yes. the first way we're gonna talk about yeah. <laughs> tonight is the word. So if you are one of my students, you know that I have to give a shameless plug for the word of God every time I am teaching. <laughs> yeah, not because, and not because that it is um, just a good Christian thing to do, but no, it is in our word that is going to help us fight our battles. Right. It is in our word that we find, which I'm about to get into it. I'm about to get like excited and passionate and start going anyways um so it's not because it's what we're just supposed to do like yes but it's because our word is very vital for living our lives with jesus and so i'm just going to list off a couple of ways that the word what the word does for us when we are in it when we are consumed by it um and number one of being in your word is we discover our identity yeah It is through knowing the word, through reading the word, that we discover who we are. John 1, 12, it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. And I almost get, I get... I don't know if sassy is the right word, but I'm like, and we need to act like it. Like we are children of God and this is reading your word, you are going to discover that really quick. Another thing it does for us is with reading our word, we discover the character of God. We know who he is. We know that he's not an angry God. We know that he is good and everything that he does is out of love. So John Oh, yeah. First John 4, 8, it says, but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. So I know when I mess up, the Lord is going to help me and correct me through love. Right. Always. That's who he is. Okay. The word gives us wisdom. I, 
Yes, Lord, give me all the wisdom. The The word is what is going to help impart this wisdom into us. And so Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing souls and spirits, joints and marrow. It is it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. Mm-hmm. It is through the word that we know what is good and what is evil, mm-hmm. what is right or what is wrong. It helps us distinguish, oh, this is a thought I probably should not dwell on, right? right? So our word's gonna help us do that. And then, not lastly, because I honestly, the list can go on and on, on about on. what the word does for us, but it sets you free. Hallelujah yes, for amen. freedom, for kingdom freedom. Um, John 8, 31 through 32, it says, you are truly my disciples if you maintain faithful to my teachings, which is the word, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yes. And so if you are anything like me, who is very, is tempted often to be led by my feelings and by my emotions it is the word that is going to set you free. Yeah. The more we consume ourselves with the truth, the word of God, the more I know I do not have to be led by my feelings. No. But when there's a lack of identity, the only option feels like it's to follow your Yeah, absolutely. And those, those feelings get out of control very mm-hmm. fast. And I was talking with a student even recently, and I would love to hear um, your thoughts on this, talking to a student of just the word just feels so big. It's like, how do you even get to it? And the simplest way that I like to explain um, is you don't have to necessarily be like, I'm gonna start from Genesis to Revelation and I'm gonna read 50 chapters a day and then I am going to understand every single word. I was reading this morning, I was like, I'm not quite sure if I understand it, but here's the thing. The word says that we are to hide and keep the word in our heart, right? And John 14, 26, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And so it's important to know that we need that stuff in our heart for the Holy Spirit to even bring back to our remembrance, right? And so whether you don't understand it right away, Mm -hmm. you are keeping in your heart, you're meditating it and meditating on it. And there's been times that I'm driving and I'm like, okay, that something just clicked of what I read this morning. Or when that time of trial comes, you're reminded of that word that is going to help you get through that battle. Right. And, and my take on that, you said something about understanding is find a good translation that you like. Um, uh, uh, I, I don't prefer King James because I don't understand some of what I'm, what I'm reading. So when it comes to understanding, find a translation that you understand. And even better, find a translation that speaks to your heart. I love, I love that because when, I'm, when, I'm, when it speaks to my heart, I want to open it. And I want to read what's inside of it. So again, find the translation. I think that's one of the keys. Mm, that's good. Do, yep. do five minutes a day and find a good translation. Oh, yeah. Five minutes a day. Just start with that. Yeah. You're getting it in you. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> Cool. So, speaking of the word and all the tools that we're going to give you tonight, the next one is prayer. Prayer is our next one. Yes, we love um, prayer. We absolutely love <laughs> prayer. Um, so, there I'm gonna have a, list, a few a few things that prayer provides for us. The first one is we are given God's peace. And he in Philippians four six through seven it says, "Don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything." Mm-hmm. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. 
then you will experience God's peace. I love that. And it's a peace that exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard, and this is the, this is the, uh, the kicker to that. It's like a bonus. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Yes, absolutely, right? So when you come into those situations where you've got a conflict or you've got someone that you're dealing with that's a little harder or if you've got a circumstance that came up in your life and those feelings start to creep in, you've, you've got, a guard, you've got a, the Lord guarding your heart and guarding your mind. So you don't, you, you, instead, of, instead of feeling anger, you feel um, compassion. You know, you feel the opposite of that because God's there guarding your heart and guarding your mind. Mm-hmm. So that, and I, I love that. And then the next one is we are given God secrets. I love God secrets. Those are the best ones, right? In Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. So, yeah, I know, I love that part because it's like, I don't know it, but God's going to reveal it to me. So, um, recently I started doing photography. I didn't know I liked photography, but apparently I do. Um, I like looking through the lens and looking at the world through that lens and making what's on the other side of that lens beautiful. Um, And how that applies is that when I am in prayer or when I'm reading the word, God shows me stuff in pictures. He shows me pictures. And I love that he, he knew. He knew that I would like that. So he shows me pictures and then he gives me what those pictures mean and I, and I make sure and journal that. So that's, that's him giving me God's secrets and me writing those down and, and cherishing those. And also under that point is uh, a relationship with God. We wanna be with God. Mm-hmm. God wants to be with us and mm-hmm. that's what prayer is, that, that relationship. If I uh, say that, that Kayla's my friend but I never talk to her, that's not a relationship. That's, you've got, yeah. There's got to be give and take there. Yep. So we've got to spend time in prayer talking to him and him talking to us. And then um, there's a couple more. Uh, next one is we are given mercy and grace. In Hebrews 4, 16, it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that, he may, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Who needs mercy and grace? Me. Yep. I need Every all minute, every day. <laughs> Uh, so I thought that was a that's, a, that's a good provision that we can get from prayer. Um, and then, okay, so this one's a little funny. I'm revealing a lot tonight. <laughs> okay, so the last, or not next to last, um, I have, I, I'm doing a prayer liturgy. And what a prayer liturgy is, is on my notes on my phone, I just have a list of Psalms and a list of prayers typed out. And here's, here's the reason I do that, guys. I'm not a morning person. I don't like mornings. I'm not like chipper and super exuberant in the morning. It takes a long time to get my brain going. And now Pastor Austin understands Sunday mornings why I'm a little bit drowsy. That's why <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. So I have a short video clip of, I'll let you guys figure we out which one it is. We both look like this, by the way. Okay, this it's not just me. Yay, it's not just, me. Yay, not it's just me. Not alone. So I'm gonna sh- we're gonna show you this video clip. I'm gonna let you guys guess which one I am. So go ahead, Mr. Mack. Yeah, <laughs> that one's me. I struggle in the morning. It's not, it's, it's, that's me right there. Yeah, the hair too. and everything, it's not, it's not pretty. So anyway, what the prayer liturgy does for me is it gives me words to say to God. Mm-hmm. It, does, it gets the conversation started. Mm-hmm. So I have something to say to God, even though my brain is not completely online. So I thought of this example just a minute ago. You know, you guys... You, you adults in the room will remember this. You remember that sound that the internet made, the dial-up sound that you're like, wow, this is taking a long time. That's me in the morning. <laughs> That's me. 
anyway, so that's what, and a, a good, a good, some good Psalms to start with are Psalms 23, Psalms 91, Psalms 121. Those are good ones to just kind of pray every day. Um, so anyway, that, that's, that's prayer liturgy, and that's what, I'm, I'm hoping that I made that clear to all the kiddos. Okay, good. So, um, this is a pretty cool fact. I love this. Mm-hmm. Research shows, this is uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, research shows it has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measurable or measured in a brain scan. So, th- yeah, I mean, literally, wild. our brain, you start here, beginning eight weeks, at the end, it's completely different. So it re- when you're talking about renewing our mind, yeah, it, it literally renews our mind. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. It's yeah. so, that's such a cool fact. And that reminds me too of, I've heard pa- Pastor Jacob say that transformation is a process. It is. And that just reminded me of praying 12 minutes a day. That's, is it, I could be having my math wrong, but three times. I think you're right. Four times a day for three minutes. For three minutes, yeah. Anyways, if I... Y'all can come at me after if I got that other or don't. But that is four times a day for three minutes in prayer, and your mind will literally be renewed. renewed. It is yeah. literally transformed. Yeah. And I think that um, it is no small task to not be led by our emotions. Oh, yeah, that's it for is, sure. Sometimes it feels that our emotions and our feelings are so uncontrollable. Yeah. But what I love um, about the Lord is that he gives us these tools. He gives us the word. He gives us um, a way to communicate with Mm -hmm. him um, that we can be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. Right. And it's going to be through the word and through the prayer and through prayer so that in times when I feel hopeless, I know that the word does not call me hopeless. No. The word, Jesus gives me hope Mm -hmm. when I feel undervalued or or unvalued, I know that the Lord has called me valuable. Mm -hmm. So anyways, it's just an awesome thing, but it's transformative. Reading your word for five uh, minutes a day, reading for, or praying for 12 minutes a day. Those are all things that um, we can do to experience this transformation. And I love the fact that you brought this up earlier, that transformation is, it's not a uh, one, one and done, or yeah. it's not a microwave process. It's a lifetime. Yeah. Um, it's a lifetime ride, and we get to enjoy yeah. the ride, because God's going to, yeah. he's going to make it enjoyable And we are us. on this ride together. Yes, absolutely. All of us, we as are. a church family, we are on this journey, and we are, yeah, on yeah. this journey to be transformed by Jesus. Right, it's right. Cool. Cool. So now we're going to go into, um, we're going to kind of explain and talk through a little bit our student's creed, formerly known as the, the Kids, Kids Creed. creed. So Jennifer has faithfully for years has been um, having her students say this creed over, over themselves. Over themselves. Yeah. Essentially, it is scripture. Mm-hmm. They are saying scripture over themselves, speaking it, praying it over themselves. And in the last couple of months, I have also felt that conviction to start doing that with our youth. And so um, after tonight, we are going to start doing it in our youth ministry, in our small groups that we declare this creed over us. And so Jennifer is going to go through it. Or actually, you have a story. I have a story. About it. Yeah. And uh, yes, so I'll go ahead and tell that story. So this is kind of how the the student's creed came alive or came to to be because uh, we didn't know the issue uh, existed until about... Five years ago, Daniel Klein, our student ministries pastor, uh, was teaching at camp, um, and he was teaching, and he felt the Holy Spirit lead him to ask a question. 
And so he was looking over the audience, over the kids, and he, and he asked the question, how many of you think that God is mad at you? Yeah, it's heartbreaking. 99% of the kids raised their hand. Yeah, almost all of them. So he thought they misunderstood. So he went back and he rephrased the question and he asked it again in a different way. And he got the same result. So these kids are walking around thinking that God is mad at them all the time. They didn't clean their room. They didn't do the dishes. They hit their brother or sister. And they're thinking, they're walking around in a defeated state of God's mad at me. I'm never going to get it right. And that was not acceptable. It's not acceptable to me. It's not, it wasn't acceptable to Daniel and it wasn't acceptable to Caleb. So he came up, with, exactly, he's, it's not acceptable. So he came up with this student's creed. So that's why this came to be. Mm-hmm. There was a need, a gigantic need. And these kids get to say this every week and they get to proclaim it in their lives. And even when those, those the hope was that when they store this in their heart, that when they have one of those bad days, when something, something went wrong, they can remember that God loves them. And he's not mad at them. He's never mad at them. So anyway, we're going to go through this and do some comments and stuff. Uh, the first line, and that's the, the first line is, represents the story that I just told. It's, I know God is in a good mood and he loves me all the time. There's no, there's no doubt there. It's just, period, that's it. He yeah. loves me all the time. And he's, and he's never mad at me. Mm-mm. No, and then the next line is, Jesus, the son of God, proved his love for me on the cross. Mm, yes. There are times when you feel unlovely or you don't feel worth being loved. Right. But our students, myself, I'm going to know by this creed, yeah. I'm going to remember it, that I am loved. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that, that sacrifice was a great sacrifice mm-hmm. and he did it willingly. So um, the next one is I am precious to him, perfect in his sight, fearfully and wonderfully made. The time that he spent individually making us, like the time that he spent knitting us together in our mother's womb is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thoughts that go into making just one, one person and the thoughts that he has for each of us since then, like he has thoughts greater than the sand on the shore, you know? So, I mean, that's a lot of thoughts and they're all good thoughts. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> Yep. And then the next line is in the family of God, I experience victory. Yeah. And there are some situations in life that do not feel victorious, but something that we can be reminded of through our word and through this creed is that the Lord goes before us and he calls everything victorious. We already have the victory. The victory is ours. The next one's I'm not controlled by sin, sickness, or fear. God is with me. We just talked about this. We're not controlled by our emotions. And we're definitely not controlled by sin or sickness because of who we are in Christ. So that was, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Knowing that God is with you all the time and that you don't have to accept being fearful. You don't have to accept being an angry person. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to say that through him, I discover purpose. I am not an accident. Hallelujah. I feel like that is speaking to someone right now. I am not an accident and I am designed for worship. Yes. The next one is in declaring God's praise, I silence the enemy. We have that authority, guys. We have that authority to silence the enemy. It says, I am empowered by his Holy Spirit here to make a difference in my home, my school, my city, and my world. That's awesome. Yep. It is awesome. So that is what we are going to start doing in our, um, well, 
Jennifer's going to continue to do it. Yes, I am. Youth, we're going to start doing it because if um, you guys if students get anything from our small amount of time together, mm. it is going to be the truth. It's going to be the word of God. It's going to be this creed that when the times come where you need it, you have that memorized and you have it in your heart. Mm -hmm. And we just want to commission and, and empower the families in here to if everyone got um, a stu student's creed handout, if you didn't, I come find me after and I will get you one. Um, but just for you to take home, say it, as a family together, take it. You could make your own family creed. Yeah, you could. Something that um, you can hold on to mm -hmm. and repeat and memorize in times of need. So um, I am about to pray, but before we do that, we just wanna say, I'm speaking for both of us. Yeah, that's fine. That we just love um, every student here. Yeah. And um, I honestly, if I talk about it too much, I'll get emotional, so I'm Me just too. gonna keep it brief of just, we love you and we are so thankful to be here and it is 100% our hearts and the Father's heart that um, we be completely led by him mm -hmm. and be transformed yeah. by him. Absolutely.